if you're stuck in your writing, having a hard time with the plot, just can't seem to figure out how to make your story work, anything like that, it may be time to go back to the tried and true tropes of fiction or of your genre. I'll tell you why and what I mean in a little bit. It's Sam with another Friday video for you. Glad to be here with you. Um, here at the end of all things. Wait, no, not not, not really. Um, just, <laughs> just a regular Friday, not the end of all things. Um, yeah, so I want to talk about tropes today. Well, I realized, um, I'll, I'll, I'll tell you why this kind of sparked a conversation in my head. Um, I recently had the chance to review an unpublished manuscript from um, someone I know. I want to be vague about the person's name and the, the story's name because even though it may never be published, um, I'm not going to say entirely good things about it, and um, I, I don't want to be critical, but um, or sound, sound overly critical. But um, it, it was it, it, it's a family connection I had through my wife's side, um, so most of you wouldn't know them. But um, anyway, um, I recently this person asked me to read their unpublished manuscript, and and um, I read it, and I was you know I mean I mean I've seen some of the good stuff that my friends are showing me, and I've seen some less than good stuff that my friends are showing me, and I you know I can't read everyone's unpublished stuff because I don't I just don't have time, but I wanted to read this one because it's a again a family connection. Um, and I, to be frank, didn't like the story much, um, and there were a lot of issues with it. it. It could be good, at least for certain audiences, if it was, if it was changed a bit, and I told the person that. So, um, basically, I'll, I'll, I'll tell you a few other things that, um, that were wrong with it, and then I'll tell you why tropes are my solution. Um, it was about an 18 chapter story, it was about 70,000 words, and for much, most of the story, I didn't know what the main conflict was going to be. It was a lot of exposition. It was like, you know, the, the, kind of the fantasy story of of the boy who's the main character, right? His family and friends living in their small village, because that's, that's what always happens in fantasy. Um, there was just a lot of that, like like, like a lot of their kind of pre-adventures in, in a small village, but um, without a major conflict, there was, you know, I mean, and there was a time when, like, the, when, like kind of the, the prophet, who was like the Gandalf or the Obi-Wan figure or whatever, um, he, when he, he came and, and anointed the boy and like made him, you know, the, the chosen one of their people and, st and stuff like that. And then there was a scene like that. And then there was a, um, there was a time when, when they, he was out, the boy was out in the woods and he fought a wolf and got injured, but recovered. And, and, you know, there were, there were like these little episodes along the way, but, um, I felt like for the first little bit, for, well, actually for the first big section, not a lot happened. Um, it was... There was a conflict eventually that the, the main bad guy um, showed up in chapter 15. Chapter 15 out of 18. So I was, I, I, t I, t I told this person, um, for the first 14 chapters, I didn't know what your main conflict was, and that's a problem. Um, and um, th th also I had some quibbles about how the bad guy was introduced. Like, the, like it was somewhere in the midpoint of the book, maybe in one of the, one of the middle chapters, the mentor figure, um, Gives kind of gives the back the bad guy's backstory. He's like, oh, well, this is once a student of mine, but he he I mean, for the lack of a better term, turned to the dark side, um, and 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 drifted away, and and now and now he's out there plotting something, but that's all spoken through some other character's viewpoint, and we don't even see the bad guy until chapter fifteen and until later. So I was like, it's this it, it feels it's heavy handed. It feels it feels like you're you as the narrator just explaining this to us. And all these things, um, and then we don't actually get the action until later. Um, so one thing I suggested, is, which is, which is, I mean, there might be multiple points to this, but but it, it's like you know, everyone says there needs to be an inciting incident early on. Um, 
maybe maybe one or two chapters of exposition. Some people would say even less than that. Some people would say like start right right away. Kind of depends on what kind of story you're writing. Um, and my wife was also part of this conversation, and we had some quibbles because, uh, or, or I mean, not 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 like a spat between us, just 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 like difference of, of opinion because because she's like, yeah, well, when when Tolkien did these things, you know, he had all these chapters. Um, you know, the, the early chapters of, of exposition and pre-adventures and stuff like that. This is the Hobbits watering on the Shire and and his his story worked. I know, and this is probably a bigger conversation for another time, but Tolkien would not do well today, you know, in today's market. I mean, I mean, you know, he, he has an advantage because he's, he's the classics and stuff, but in today's market, I don't think he'd sell very well or appeal to an agent very well. Um, and everything I'm saying, also take it with a grain of salt because I'm still querying agents and and um and publishers and they haven't accepted mine yet so i'm still on the learning journey with you too but i told this author a friend of mine um i said like 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 the inciting incident the conflict needs to happen early on even if it's not your even if it's not like the big showdown if you even if you want to like save that big showdown for later I, w I was like it needs to happen early and um we need to get get the reader involved in that right like you know as early as possible and then you can get some the exposition later like like um, basically, I was like, have, have the hero meet the bad guy, um, have, you know, something happens that draws the hero out, and then, later over time, maybe the, 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 the um, once the reader's already drawn to the action, the mentor figure can explain, oh, you're the chosen one, and here's the bad guy, and, and, and here's how I know him, and all this stuff. Um, once the reader's already invested in it, but the way they did it was just a slow build-up that eventually came to something, but not... It, it was too little too late kind of to keep me interested and probably a lot of people would agree. So um, I realized kind of what I was telling her. I, I, I realized that I, that, the, that I was basically telling her to go off the normal tropes. And yes, um, sometimes we don't like tropes. Like they, they have a bad rap because if, if something is too tropey, we don't like it. We feel like it's just a rehash. But then I'm, then I'm like, you know, tropes are made of, or stories are made of tropes. You have, you have to have tropes in your story. And uh, I, I, I mean, you pretty much always do, unless you're doing something really wild and just unconventional on purpose. I don't know, um, but it's it's how you it's how you use them. But I was like, I, I do feel like so. I mean, there, there's a there's a time when you can use too much tropes, but I feel like this is a case when this person would benefit from going back to the classic tropes of how other similar stories have done things. What I mean by that is, well, again, um, the formula I gave was. A short beginning when, when when the main character is like on the, on their farm or in their small village, then the evil comes to their like like comes to them unexpectedly like like um you know for somehow they they're um you know either either their village gets attacked or something like that um, the evil comes to them and that's the inciting incident when they, where they have to make a choice like, okay I'm, I'm gonna learn about this and fight this evil and become the chosen one and fight this evil that kind of thing um, that happened in Star Wars. That's happened in um, Aragon, which has been called a rip of the Star Wars and Lord of the Rings, but whatever. Happened in Wheel of Time, like that. Um, Lord of the Rings, uh, uh, like I said, like I said the, the, the book, Tolkien got away with it because he's Tolkien. Um, and, and I mean, he, he, he kind of meandered things a little bit longer, but I, I, think, I think the Fellowship of the Ring movie, um, to speed things along, stuck closer to that trope. Like, like, like once the Nazgul came to the Shire. Then Frodo is like, "Oh, here, get off! Let's take it. Let's take the ring away." Anyway, so yeah, I, I realized the advice I was giving her was was kind of follow these tropes and do what they've do, and follow this formula that has worked before. Which again, a formula doesn't always work. You need more than a formula, but a formula isn't wrong. A formula helps a lot of people. So, so I'm like, 
you need to at least, I guess, know the rules before you can break them or kind of follow the rules before you can break them because, um, in, and, and this formula has worked for a number of people. So, so um, not that you want it to be only limited to the formula, you, you know, it needs, it needs to have compelling enough characters and compelling enough conflict to work beyond that. But I, but I was just telling her, um, look, you, you, these are the things an agent's going to want, or a publisher's going to want. Um, these are the things that readers kind of expect. So um, you, you're not going to hold anyone's interest if you're kind of meandering along for, um, you know, for 14 chapters before anything really happens. I said, um, you need an inciting incident, or you know, you need minimal exposition at first. Clear main character at first, and um, that was one of the other things. There were there were multiple characters in a small village. I wasn't sure at first who we were focusing on. Um, it's a clear main character at first, inciting incident early on. Whether that's you know, I mean, I mean, whether that's the conflict she had intended, or another conflict um, that like, like that will lead up to that that one. But um, inciting incident that brings the evil to the hero, basically, and forces them to choose to go on this quest to become this hero, and then. Then you got your story. You, you can give more exposition later on. You can have the mentor train um, train the hero and give information to there. But I was like, then you got your story. Um, you you you, you kind of have to fall on, but fall back on these tried and true tropes that have helped other people before because the story is not working as it is. So that was a first step. Obviously, it may need a lot more work than that, but that was the first step that I gave this person. So I realized, hey, tropes are not bad. Following a formula can help you. Obviously, don't overuse them, but there is a reason they've worked well for a lot of people, and there's a way that they can work well for you. So I hope that helps. If you're stuck, if you're if you're feeling stuck on something in your novel, um, you know, find your favorite stories in that genre. Find what they've done. You know, try to emulate them. Obviously, not ripping off, but try to emulate them and kind of use that to propel yourself forward. That, that'll that show um, you know what the reader expects and and the reader will know what to expect from your novel if you follow kind of the formulas that have worked before, at least broadly, at least in a loose, broad way. Okay, I'm over time, so I'm gonna wrap it up, but I hope you get the idea. I hope you pulled a, a nugget or two from that. Thanks for watching, have a great weekend, keep writing, and see you next time.